Folks, you know I love indie films, and the other day I ran across one called Beer and Seed. It has edge. It's about an older man who returns to college, and it doesn't go well. (laughs) It even includes this comedy song called I Love the Fat Chicks. I got it off of Amazon.com. You can download it. I rented it. Or, you know what? You can go to www.beerandseedthemovie.com. Indie films are awesome. Beer and Seed has edge. Rent it. I'm not kidding you. It's the greatest thing. EOTM Radio. Entrepreneurs on the move. Reshaping life for a better tomorrow. Because I know I'm about to say something that's really cliche, 
But um, my New Year's resolution is going to be to get into a more healthy type of, you know, eating style. I currently eat, you know, whatever I want. Well, kind of, not all the way, not completely, but, I mean, I, I'm a junk food junkie, I have to admit it. And so I'm going to do the cliche thing and come the new year, I'm going to cut it back and try to watch out what I'm doing. And I'm already was kind of driven, but now I'm being pushed to do it because one of my best friends recently lost like 26 pounds, and he's catching up to my body weight, and I'm not really happy with that. So I can't be like the fat person in the group. So and I have to be healthy. More importantly, I have to be healthy. Um, being, you know, a media mogul, we have a very hectic schedule. And so I'm told that if I eat more healthy and be more mindful about the things I put in my body, I can have more energy. So, you know, stick around. If you guys have a great workout plan or something, please shoot me a message. I'm definitely interested in, um, you know, finding out what's best for me and hearing about you guys' thoughts would, you know, would help me with that. So anyhow, Another thing I want to mention, you guys, is um, a toy drive, a book and toy drive that I am working with. I'm working with VSSN, which is Veterans Supplemental Support Network, and we have put together a book and toy drive for the veterans, for Wounded Warriors, also known as Our American Heroes. So um, we really would appreciate it if you guys would donate to the cause. You want to add yourself to our email blast so you'll get the e- um, get the information through email or just visit the Tiangelo um, live fan page on Facebook, and you can find the link there. Um, I'll, after that, I'll have to upload it as the show is playing because it's not there at this exact moment. But if you give me a minute, it will be. Okay, so, again, we're just doing, you know, during the holiday season, giving is what it's about, sharing is caring and all that jazz. So the Tangelo Live and VSSN, American Heroes. Okay, so that's going to be awesome. Um. Let's see, what else we have here? Lastly, oh, you guys want to start your countdown. If you ever noticed, 2012 is quickly coming to a close. And I don't know about you guys, but um, um, 2012 has been one hell of a year. I mean, really, so much has happened in this year. And I talked about 2011 was like a setup year for me. It was totally a prep year to get me prepared for 2012. And 2012 has definitely been one whirlwind. And I'm thinking things can only go up from here, right? Yeah, I'm optimistic about it. So, anyhow, we guys, with all the progress we have made, let's just keep it going. Let's keep the right moving forward, and let's ride this mother until the wheels fall off. You heard? You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to the ticket spot. Spot, 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 spot. I'm your boy, T'Angelo. Jello, Jello, Jello. <laughs> All right, you guys, now here. Due to the holiday season, relationships are either in one or two places right now. They're either getting stronger or they're becoming very strained. So what I have put together tonight is a few tips that will help you keep things on track by strengthening something that's brand new and you've just put together or Something that's already long-lasting, you know, an old relationship that has, you know, just maybe starting to become a little strained by the holiday season because with all the giving and sharing and party lifestyles and social networks and, I mean, and social engagements, people become kind of hard, um, become kind of hard towards each other because, you know, you usually get mad at the person closest to you. So I am going to give you guys a few tips that can assist with maybe just notating a few things, okay? Anyhow, moving right along. It is also that time of the year again, you guys. The Grammys 
are quickly approaching as well, and they have announced the Grammy nominees. And so tonight we will discuss who is on the list, who will surprise us on this list, and then also which artists got snubbed this year for the Grammys Awards. Also, Kate Middleton and Prince Williams are being offered parenting advice. But the funny part that you guys will never guess is who is the one offering the advice. Ashton Kutcher plays Steve Jobs in a new film called Jobs. Well, question, how do you think it's going to go and what do you think of this casting, um, this casting choice? We'll discuss that this evening. Also, and most importantly, I'm excited, you guys, because tonight we premiere Tangelo Live. I mean, tonight our premiere segment, Tangelo Live on Books, features actor, producer, director Eric LaSalle. LaSalle is best known for his role on the TV series ER, where he played the not-so-nice Dr. Peter Benson. But tonight we will chat with Eric about his latest Endeavor, which is a thriller, a novel entitled Laws of the Pleiade. So you guys go to TangeloLive.com to check out Laws of the Pleiade. It's there on our featured homepage. You can also order your copy today. It is a great read. We're going to talk all about it tonight, and it's a lot of fun, okay? So be sure also to call in. You can call in and speak with Eric LaSalle tonight by hitting up our um, radio line, which is 718 718- Six six four six five four three. Again, that's going to be seven one eight six six four six five four three. You guys, we're going to take a quick musical break, but when we return, I will share a few relationship tips to help get you through this holiday season. We'll be right back.
This is your boy T. Angelo, and we are definitely here at the Kicker Spot. So, um, discussing relationships during this holiday season. Um, like I mentioned, during this time, things can get you a lot of fun, or it can become really stressful. So, I felt that post giving just one little tip, I'll do a couple of little tidbits that you might find to be useful during this season. Okay? So, a few little things, and then we'll get into the rest of our evening. Um, one thing you guys want to do with this season is understand that because you're resting off doing a lot of stuff, and so you might skip past the little things like saying please, thank you, and you're welcome. Let's try not to do that, you know. Let's say mind your manners, okay. Try your best to still do those small little things because I know for myself when I get in a hurry, I'm like, oh, yeah, pick up that bag and put it in the car. No, 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 don't do that. Could you please get my clothes out the trunk? Oh, I did say please in that one, but – you know, it doesn't sound maybe it doesn't sound as humble as it could. And even the other day, one of my colleagues was like, "T, could you say please?" I was like, "What are you talking about? You told him to get the stuff and put it in the trunk, and you didn't say please." And I was like, "Oh, well, did he do it?" And she looked at me, and I was like, "Okay, fine, you're right. Just that little bit does make it a just nicer gesture, and it keeps attention away." So those few little things, thank yous, and you're welcome, and then humbly say it. Look the person in the eye and really say it. Those things can go a long way. They definitely help with your partner. They show that you respect them, that you love them, that you don't take them for granted, okay? That's tip number one for the evening. All righty. Now, we're also going to have to go with um, fight right. Yeah, I said how to go with fight right. When you have arguments and disagreements, it is okay to go ahead and, you know, express those not-so-positive energies. But just make sure that um, the argument doesn't get out of control and you don't lose your mind and forget some of the rules that kind of go into arguments. The first and foremost one is do, do not call your spouse names, okay? When things get really tough, let's just take a break, take a break digress, back, I mean, back up so you can digress and reconvene at a later time. Um, one of my friends actually said that she prefers, which is kind of weird, but she said she almost prefers to have her arguments in text message. I was like, why would you do that? To me, that just seems fake and phony, like you're hiding from something. And she was like, well, it kind of allows you to edit what you're saying versus you just spitting out, you know, things back and forth without thinking about it when you're talking. This way you kind of look at what you wrote and reconsider. Hmm. That's one person's version. Mine is let's just separate from this space right now, and I'll talk to you later. I can't talk to you right now. Let's just discuss this later. Okay, so those are things you want to, you know, really realize is just to fight right. You know, let the other person finish their sentences. Don't always interrupt, and don't insist that a discussion has to keep going when you're angry. You can just stop talking. Get back to it later. Okay, um, number three, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, again, sometimes you're going to want to, sometimes you're not going to want to. So no one likes the demands of having to do things they don't want to do. But if everyone can appreciate each other and compromise, I think that would be the best thing for everyone. Okay? I don't want to go to my – I don't want to go to your parents' house. You know how they get. They be drinking. They loud. They get ignorant. You, you know that. But you have to go because if that's what your partner wants to do, if your girl is telling you we have to go, you have to say, okay, cool, listen, 
I'm going to go ahead and go. But you know that massage I wanted last week that you kind of wasn't really feeling? How about you go ahead and hook me up with the massage? I'll hook you up with the day with the family. I'm just saying, scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. You know what I'm saying? You do a little bit for me, I do a little bit for you. I think it works. It's a compromise and it definitely can keep things smooth and fun during the holiday season. Again, it's going to, look good. It's going to get a little stressful. we got a lot of family to go by for. You're doing all this shopping, spending money. Scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Okay? Um, excuse me. Another one is number four is going to be keep your eyes on the prize. I'm really big on remembering why you got in a relationship. I think that, you know, some people get kind of get lost in what the whole purpose is in being in a relationship. And it's not you get you get the support factor, you know, in all kinds of realms. You get the companionship, someone to talk to, you know, that best friend role. But then also you're in love with each other. So it's kind of remember that that's what it's about. It's about me making you happy and you making me happy. So if you keep your eyes on the prize and don't forget that that's the purpose you got in here for, it'll be a little bit harder for you to kind of do things. But it probably doesn't mean that um, you won't have hard times. It just means, again, be mindful. So case in point, if if it should happen that, let's say, your boyfriend forgets to, I don't know, close the garage when he's leaving the house for like the umpteenth time, Opposed to you just getting a big old uproar and going off, how many times do I ever tell you to close the garage? You always forget it. Let's not do that this time. Let's just simply say, hey, babe, you did it again. Okay. And if you know he's going to forget, walk out the house with him when he's leaving and simply look at him while he's driving away like, really right now? No, 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 like, really right now? You know, again, remember why you're in there. It's not to fuss and nag and, you know, point out the wrongs in people's faces. More so to support and be there and, you know, be the extra little strumpf. What's that little weakness? You know what I'm saying? And then lastly but not least, when the, t- um, sorry. Oh, goodness. I missed what I wrote. Oh, can I have one more? Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes. Last but not least, two heads are better than one. Okay? When you're in a relationship, understand that it's two of you now. So basically, that means you can look at someone else for help or don't have to take on all the responsibility yourself. This is one that I have to struggle with myself because I'm used to doing things by myself and always being involved in every aspect of, like, my day and my career. And this one, you're not the only one joined here. It's two of you. So when I have a problem, you know, your partner has a problem. I mean, if you have a problem, your partner has a problem. If your partner has a problem, you have one. And so if it's like it's kind of like one of these situations where if you see that your partner is gaining way too much responsibility and it's starting to get bogged down, you should offer to say, hey, can I pick some that up? You know, what can I do for you? Kind of get in there and pick up some of the slack. And it's an amazing gesture because to you what is a small thing is a mountain to another person. And that's really the case for me. If you just simply, like, come to my house and, like, help out by helping me get my clothes washed or maybe help me get this kitchen cleaned up because I'm always, you know, in the mogul world. I'd be like, dang it. And, when, by the way, I hate washing dishes. It's like the worst freaking thing ever, so I don't ever want to do it. So if someone helps me out, I'm like, oh, awesome. So anyhow, you guys, those are going to be my tips for this season. Well, not for the whole season, but for now. So think about Just really realize that two heads are better than one. I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Um, remember the fighting rules so you don't, you know, start lashing out inappropriately. You know, that's really not cool. And just really overall be there for your loved ones because this is the time to, you know, have fun and all that jazz, okay? 
So that's how I'm going to say about that. Remember, you guys, during this time of the year, it's all about love, sharing, caring, just having good old fun. You know what I'm saying? That's all it's about. So keep it going, and don't get lost in all the commercial fanfare of it all. I mean, ugh. Celebrity Hub is brought to you by EOTMblog.com. When you're looking for the latest, the freshest, and the biggest stories in Hollywood, EOTMblog, yes, I said it, EOTMblog.com is the site to visit. I said be quiet, it's coming on, and get off my foot. Alrighty, you guys, we are now in the Celebrity Hub to discuss what's going on in the world of Hollywood. And, um, just this week, we they announced the um, 2013 Grammy nominees, and um, Frank Ocean swept. We have Coldplay, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, and Justin Bieber, who were kind of snubbed this year. Lionel Richie and Scotty McCreary were passed over, but they, um, but were they really snubbed? You know, I mean, I'm a Lionel Richie fan myself too. And let's look at the just. Um, announced Grammy nominations and sort out what our things are, okay? We probably want to have to put our bets in later on and see, you know, who will win which award. You know what I'm saying? So let's look at some of these categories. One of the biggest categories, of course, and like the number one category is going to be Album of the Year. And we have Black Eyed Peas, we have Fun, we have Mubford and Sons, Frank Ocean, and Jack White. Huh. Um, I'm a major fan. Frank Ocean's Channel Orange, I heard great things about. Great, great, great things, and I'm a fan. And then Black Eyed Peas, though. The Black Eyed... Oh, I'm sorry. That's not Black Eyed Peas. Oh, dope. Sorry, you guys. That's the Black Keys. <laughs> I was thinking I don't have an album out this year. The Black Keys. The Black Keys have a new album out. El Camino. Yes. Okay. So, with that being said, this is... Oh, wow. I heard a song with a few others in there. And this, this is... Okay. Well, let's see. We have fun with some nights. Mumford and Sons, Frank Ocean and Jack White. Mm, Frank Ocean is new to the game. Will he win album of the year? I don't think he will, but I did enjoy um, Channel Orange. I don't have all the other albums and those songs off of them, but we'll have to wait a few more, you know, weeks to see, um, you know, exactly who takes away album of the year. I'm excited to see. Um, Record of the year. We have the Black Keys once again. You got Kelly Clarkson. I'm sorry, Black Keys has Lonely Boy. Kelly Clarkson has Stronger. Um, Fun featuring... Janelle Monet, We Are Young. We are young. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. That song irritated the hell out of me. I'm going to keep it real. I knew it was catchy and it was classic and people really loved it, but We Are Young. I don't know. Something was just missing a little bit for me. I don't know. Anyhow, um, Goldie featuring Kimbra with somebody that I used to know, Frank Ocean, Thinking About You, and Taylor Swift, We Are Never, Ever Getting Back Together. Um, I could totally see Taylor Swift taking this one. A lot of people love that song. We'll never ever get it back together. So I'm gonna say good luck with her on that one. Um, then we have what you call it? 
we have Best New Artist. And as you can see, yes, Hunter Haynes, you have Frank Ocean, you have Fun, you have Alhambra Shakes. It, it's going to be out there, you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of different performances. I'm, I'm really excited to see who's going to be performing this year. Um, I haven't gotten the lineup yet. They may have announced it, but I just didn't check it out just yet. But um, R&B album, who's on there? You got, Kelly, you got R. Kelly, Tamia, Tyrese, Anthony Hamilton, Robert Experiment. Um, you have Best Rap, Best, Best Rap Album with Drake. Um, Lupe Fiasco, Nas, The Roots, Rick Ross, Two Chains, um, and then Best Country Album. You have Zach Brown Band, Hunter Hayes, it's, mm, Jamie Johnson, and a few others. So it's some great names on here, and I'm interested to see who takes away which awards. The Grammys is always one of those award shows you're not quite sure who's going to walk away with what because it's so much great music. So you're just like, ooh, I don't even know. It could be anybody. It could it could truly be anybody. So um, we are definitely interested to see who's going to walk away with the um, with the awards. And then I'm mainly about the performances, should be told. I just I love live performances. I actually, let y'all know, um, I end up downloading the live performances over the CD album. Once I get once the live performance is done, I'll just download the live performance and put it on my um, put it on my phone or on my on my iPod because. I prefer the live performances over the CD album. So anyhow, you guys definitely check out the uh, Grammy. Uh, check out the Grammy Awards as it will be a lot of fun to see. When is it coming on? I think it's on January 10th, the exact date as it it left my computer because I changed screens already. But that's okay, you guys. We'll get there. We'll be talking more about the Grammy Awards. We have to call them and figure out how come um, I'm not getting nominated for it. Oh, I didn't put my album out yet? Okay, that's a good reason why. Okay. So... Anyhow, uh, really quickly, you guys, I mentioned earlier that Kate Middleton and Prince Williams were being offered parenting advice. You will never guess who it was. It was your oh, homegirl from Jersey Shore, Snooki. Yeah, I thought this was quite random, but Snooki thought that she would go ahead and give them some good old parenting advice. Um, the, reality, the reality star sees herself to be royalty and dedicated to Kate Middleton and Prince Williams some parenting advice. Did you guys see this one coming? I know I didn't see it coming. <laughs> um, let's see, what did she say? Um, the new mom who gave birth to her little meatball, Lorenzo, back in August, couldn't be happier for Duke and the Duchess of Cambridge and offered a word of wisdom in the New York Daily News. Um, let's see, this was one day after Taylor Swift was spotted, reported with her new beau. But let's see, what did she have to say? Oh, yeah, she was trying to actually give them on some products, the better products to get for the child. So it's funny. People have, you know, their recommendations about what products you should get for babies, and I know it's kind of one of those things where each person likes their own thing. I don't know, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy market that you have in baby, in, in, in baby stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there. It's pretty funny to me. But anyhow, Snooky giving the Prince and the Duchess parenting advice. I love it. So uh, also I thought it was kind of funny because we saw a video online. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet, but check out Jay-Z on the subway. Jay-Z was actually on the subway this past week, I think on Wednesday or Tuesday, and um, not Wednesday, but like Monday or Tuesday, and he ended up talking with a lady by the name of Ellen who didn't quite know who he was at first, and they had a really funny conversation, and he eventually said his name is Jay-Z, and she's like, oh, I know you. And it was just really funny. It was a great little moment. You guys can check it out, okay. Um, anyhow, this is. All these stories and more can be found on EOTMblog.com. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick musical break because we'll be talking to Eric LaSalle here in just a moment. Eric LaSalle is the author of 
author of the book Laws of Depravity, and we're going to be talking to him just in a moment. Okay, so stick around. Be right back. Tiangelo Live on Book. And I'm your host, Tiangelo. The next best thing to reading is talking about it. TiangeloLive.com. Celebrity book authors. Self help. Celebrity tell all. Memoir. Celebrity biography. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? We are now in our premiere segment, Chanzo Live One Books. And tonight's guest is going to be someone that we all probably recognize, I'm sure. Eric LaSalle is an an actor, director, producer, and now book author. he is most known for his portrayal of Daryl in the American classic, um, Coming to America, and then also as playing Dr. Peter Benton in the NBC drama series ER. Um, he has recently released his first novel entitled Laws of the Prairie, which is a thriller full, full filled with suspense and um Beautiful descriptive scenes. Um, there's murder. There's betrayal. There's detective. You got car chases. You have just a, a whole a book full of entertainment and just a good read. Page turning. I actually ended up having the book with me everywhere I went. I just kept carrying it with me. And um, people were after T. Why do you have this book with you? I couldn't put it down. I, I just I just couldn't. I had to continue to read it because it was. It was so juicy, <laughs> so I had to just keep it with me. I really enjoyed it. I want you guys to as well. So um, definitely go over to TiangeloLive.com and order your copy today and just get into it and be sure to post comments so we can, you know, have a have a a dialogue about it because we want to definitely keep this going. It was a good read. Also, you guys, to make you aware that Tiangelo Live on Books, we'll be having celebrity guests on here um, on the show all month. This week, today, we do have Eric LaSalle. And next week, we will be talking with Marla Martinson, a Beverly Hills matchmaker. So we'll be discussing a more in-depth look on relationships and getting together to think how it is it to be a Beverly Hills matchmaker, what all the random things she has to go through, especially in a city where it looks for everything. And when you have the dollars, you kind of make the rules. The man with the gold, the gold make the rules. That could be it here in Los Angeles. And then also, um, on December 20th, we're going to have a guest, Claudia Christian from Babylon Five. She's going to be in. <clears throat> excuse, me, <clears throat> excuse me. She's going to be on the show, Tangible Live on Books, and she has a recent title release, Babylon Confidential, a memoir of love, sex, and addiction. And this is also another great read. I'm just starting it, but it's already going very well to get an in-depth look on her life and some of the things she had to overcome. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we are gearing up. Excuse me. We are gearing up to speak with Eric LaSalle, but we are going to go ahead and take a. Let me see here. Do I have a musical break coming up? I think I do now. Okay. Excuse me. <clears throat> I need a glass of water. Veronica, can you give me a glass of water, doll? Yes, that'd be great. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick musical break, you guys, and. 
We will be right back to chat it up with Erica South, book uh, author of Laws of Depravity. We'll be right back.
All righty, you guys. We are here with T'Angelo Live, and we are currently T'Angelo Live on books. And we are now going to go ahead and bring to the show the gentleman of the hour. I want to go ahead and, re- and welcome Eric LaSalle to T'Angelo Live on books. Well, good evening. Uh, sorry, you guys. Actually, excuse me, technical difficulty. Give me one second. Eric, are you there? Hello? Okay. Um, technical difficulties, I guess, here. Oh, my goodness. Are we frozen? Okay, you guys, as I mentioned, I'm Eric LaSalle. is a book author um, of Laws of Depravity, and it's a great thriller that I definitely want you guys to check out. So you're more than welcome to go over to TangoLive.com. Hello? Yes, we have Eric. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, my apologies. I'm like, whoa, on the biggest night, here I have Eric LaSalle, book author of Laws of the Prairie. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks a lot. How you doing? Um, better now that you've made it. <laughs> yeah, little, little technical problems, but we got it. Right. Welcome to the digital era. Yes, so, exactly. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. How's it going? It's great. I have to let you know that I have truly enjoyed the ride that I got to take with this book. Ah, oh, good, good. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, it was, you know, people definitely. are really enjoying it. They, they, you know, say it takes them on a ride, so that was the whole point, you know. It it definitely did. And so how does it feel releasing your first novel? I mean, you know, look, it's a major accomplishment. Um, right. it's, it's one of those bucket list kind of things that you <laughs> kind of sit back and you go, wow, I actually, you know, published a novel. And then, you know, the second part of it is, you know, when people start responding favorably to it, then you're like, oh, well, I've, not only did I publish a novel, but I actually mm-hmm. published a novel that people like. Right, <laughs> so, it worked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> so that, that's a, that was a bit of a surprise at first, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, that was always the goal, of course, but, you know, you just never know if right. it's going to uh, work out that way. So, yeah, so, when you know, when people just tell me how much they are uh, moved by it and how they can't put it down and, you know, they get addicted to it, you know, right. that's like music to your ears, you know. And that's honestly, I have to agree that this book has been in my hands, and I felt bad. I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get damaged. But it just kept going with me everywhere. I had to keep it with me. I could steal a moment to at least get, like, one more chapter in, you know. But it was it was great. So now, to my understanding, you recently had a book signing here. I think, what was it yesterday, correct? I've done um, – I'm in the middle of doing uh, – you know, a little mini tour. I've been in San Francisco. I've got a bunch of events out in uh, out here in L.A. And uh, I haven't made it east yet. Uh, I was okay. to be going to Atlanta this past weekend, but um, I had to uh, cancel because of a conflict. Uh, so, but you know, we're planning a uh, spring trip to to uh, to the East Coast to do some you know some signings as well. Oh, okay, that's going to be awesome. And I know doing the book signings and the discussions really must be the best because you get to be right there with the reader and get that raw feedback. Well, you know, the it's it, it's the the best is actually when you're doing it with uh, like a book club because okay. you know, a lot of times you know people show up at signings they haven't read the book yet, so mm. they don't really know. They're just there out of interest, and you know maybe they've heard something about it and be. Due to the nature of the book, you don't want to give away too much. So you have right. to watch what you say and how you uh, 
um, discuss it because it's a thriller, and you know a major part of the book is you know are the twists and the turns and surprises and you know so um, so right. but, you know when you when you read you know do it with a book club, then it's uh, they've already read it and every everyone is there and they can just you know participate and 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 have some you know really really deep questions about it and and so those have been for me the most uh, that you know. The, the most enjoyable. Ultimately, I mean, I, I love the book signings, but really right. being able to talk about the book in depth um, with someone that's you know with people that have read it, um, it, it just gives it you know just an, a, another added level. That's, yeah, I completely understand that. You guys, listen, we are currently here on Tianzhou Live on Books, talking with Eric Sal, His recent title, Laws of Depravity. Definitely go to TianzhouLive.com to order your copy. So, um, Eric, we do have a couple of callers on who want to speak with you. But before I take the call, I do want to just get into the first question, which is where did the concept for this plot in this book come from? It's so original. Like, where did you, you get this up? Well, actually, um, I, I was reading an article that talked about how all of Jesus' disciples, except for one, um, how they were all brutally murdered. And okay. um, it is, um, you know, that's historical. It's, it's, it's ironically, it's not discussed in the Bible, but okay. it is something that historians have, uh, you know, have listed, and they basically just, you know, went through and listed how, uh, you know, each individual apostle was killed, and they were, mm-hmm. you know, they were hanged, they were flayed, they were speared, they were mm-hmm. dragged through the streets, torn limb from limb, they were crucified upside down. So there were all these brutal um, ways that they were killed, and I just came up with the concept of creating a modern-day serial killer who was killing clergy in the same fashion as the apostles. And so it took me, after, after I read the article, I just thought, you know what, there's a story here. There's something here, and and you know, being an actor and director, the first thought was, you know, is this something that you want to do as a screenplay? Mm, um, and okay. I thought, no, I think it. I think it would make a much better uh, novel. And you know, at that time, I was really interested and intrigued by the whole concept of writing a novel. Um, and I just thought that this gave me a lot of. Uh, Information and a lot of interesting ways, and so you know, so I just set out to do it. But you know, the story was so fascinating, and it's you know, right. and it's true. So you know, it, it comes from such a great source. So um, I just had to figure out how to get into that world. And so, like I said, when I came up with the modern day serial killer, um, <laughs> I was like, okay, now we're we're good to go. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, that's definitely awesome. We're gonna go ahead and take our first caller, Eric. Um, I'm gonna go ahead, and we have Courtney. Um, Courtney, welcome to Tangible Live on Books. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Denver, Colorado. Oh, all right. Well, we got Eric on the line. Eric LaSalle, say hello. Hey, brother. How are you doing, I'm good. I'm Georgie on ER. What's that? I'm Georgie on ER. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was really good. I haven't watched ER since you've been off of it. <laughs> so, I was, so I, the show's gone now. So, but thank you. <laughs> so, um, Corey. So, in regards to the t- on the title, um, what's the question that you have, for Eric? Um, well, I know you spent some time on CSI, and I was wondering, did you get um, the the crime scene ideas and and background from your time on CSI? Well, you know, I mean, it's 
you know, everything that you do influences, um, you know, the next thing. And, you know, being an actor and a director and just being exposed to certain things, you know, I directed uh, CSI and uh, it just it just helps you with your storytelling. It helps you with the technical aspects. Um, there, there there wasn't anything directly um, that um, I you know got from CSI, but uh, I got the uh, respect to you know you really want to do things technically correct. You really want to keep things credible. You want to you want to make a crime scene feel very real. And so when you work on those shows, you see how they go about doing it and you emulate that. So I, I, I that that's how I approach my crime scenes. I wanted them to all be to feel real and, and to basically withstand uh scrutiny, um, which I think, you know, places like CSI, you know, they do a good job of that. Well thank you, Corey, for calling in. I will have to say that um Eric, you did a great job with that. That was Actually, the note I put down was my favorite part of the book is how well you did describe the scenes from the crime scenes to just wherever they were. I mean, you just felt like you were there. And um, there's one scene where I think they had like a little kind of running and car chase scene right. off, of 100, off of 117th Street. And I've only been in New York once in my life, but I felt like I was on 117th Street. <laughs> <laughs> in the dark And so I would say Your storytelling abilities Were just awesome With that How did you approach this? You know Building these scenes What was your motivation Or what were you trying To get the reader to feel Well I mean I just think You know Regardless Whatever the scene is Whether it is uh, A crime scene Whether it is A uh, love scene Whether it is uh, You know Just a, a basic scene You want there to you know, you want there to be a high level of uh, credibility. You want people to believe the characters. You want them to believe the environment. I wanted, I lived in New York for 14 years, and I wanted the feel of New York to be uh, a, a, another character. I wanted it to, to okay. feel like a character. And so I was very specific in detailing what part of the city we were in and what were the flavors of that part of the city because, you know, New York is so versatile. Um, right. so you just you just wanted to you know leap off the page. So for people that lived in New York, again, you have to uh, you know be able to survive their scrutiny because uh, New Yorkers will tell you right <laughs> away, no, that that that's, that doesn't feel right, you know. And I, you know, I wanted to uh, respect the fact that I lived there for you know 14 years, and I, I wanted people that have never been to New York or have only been there once to to you still get a strong sense of what the city um, feels like because it's very vibrant and it's very colorful. And so, like I said, I, that be, that became a character unto itself. I, I definitely I definitely have to agree. That was one of the parts I would just really feel like I could taste and feel the elements that you presented. Now, to go a little bit deeper with the antagonist, Degler, I have to question, was he designed in a way where some readers might like him and agree with his viewpoint? Well, I think this. I think that, you know, you approach it from the point of view that no one is all bad and evil and no one is all good. And so um, if you look at uh, Silence of the Lamb, uh, mm -hmm. we were rooting for a cannibal. You know what right. I mean? We were, so I, I love that. I love the fact because that, you know, people sometimes, you know, communicate with me and they're like, you know, that really messed me up because I was – 
sometimes rooting for that guy. <laughs> so right. twisted. But I was, so I was like, okay, well, hey, what does that say about you? <laughs> but uh, but more importantly, it's when you have a multi-dimensional character that people can. You want to find things that people can relate to, no matter what they do, um, whether you mm-hmm. agree with it personally or not. And so I think on some level, Degler became very relatable um, and right. pathetic uh, because you understand the most important thing is you understand why he's doing what he's doing. You might not agree with it. Right, but right. understand, and, and that's what gives him a level of empathy, and I think that that complicates the story uh, much more, but it elevates it um, at the same time, and that's exactly what I was going for. Achieved because there were times where I was like, "Wait, I think I agree with the wrong person." Wait, right. wait, and that's good. Yeah, that's, let me that's read what this I again. Want. Like, let me read this again. Let me let me go back. <laughs> yeah, but okay, we, we we have another caller here. I'm going to take another caller. Um, we have Constance on the line. Constance, welcome to Tianzhou Live One Books. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. We were sitting here with Eric LaSalle discussing the book. Yes, yes. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Great. Congratulations on the book. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes. And yes. Can I ask really quickly, where are you calling from? I am calling from Marietta, California. Oh, Marietta. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> How yeah. far is Marietta from? Where, is that up north? <laughs> no, no. no. Where's Marietta? It's um, about 45 minutes north of San Diego. Okay, okay, all right. Kind of in Riverside County. Okay. Yep. You're deep out there. You said what now? I said you're deep out there. I don't know. It's not that bad. Everyone thinks it is. It's really not that bad. Okay, what's your question, Constance? Yes, well, the women in the book were really strong-minded and determined. I mean, did you get the inspiration from those characters, you know, from someone in your life or in your past, or did you just totally make, you know, make that on? Where did you draw that inspiration from? You're saying about the women? Yes, the women in the book. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was I was raised by a, a single parent, and, uh, you know, my mother, and that that's one of the things that I'm really, really – proud of because everything that I've ever written, whether it was a screenplay or, you know, whatever, it it people have always said that um I write I write women strong and you know, and so obviously having um a, a major influence, you know, being this, you know, strong independent woman, um that is something that I definitely uh and I you know, put in because I, I Ultimately, I, I think they make interesting characters. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's something that I, I don't want women to be in my in my stories. I don't want them to just be secondary characters. I don't want them to just be arm pieces or or dressing. Um, even though this is a you know very violent world that um, this story takes place in. Um, ironically, sixty five to seventy five, sixty to seventy percent of my following are women um, with this book. Um, be, and which which is really interesting because you know women love right. thrillers and a lot, a lot of times people don't know that, but women love thrillers mm-hmm. and here mm-hmm. um, because I think they can relate to the women and, and because of the uh, the great love story um, that's also in there, um, mm-hmm. women are very very passionate about it and the, the reviews like if you read go on Amazon. Um, and I encourage you guys that have read it to go on Amazon and leave your own reviews because uh, those things are very, very helpful. 
Um, but if you go on and if you read all the five-star reviews there, you'll see that 70% of them are women. And they they love the book and they love these characters. And I think it's because women, you know, you know they're tired of seeing themselves um, sort of um, second-class, you know, characters in these type books. And they want to feel like, hey, if I'm a fan of this genre, mm-hmm. I want to be well-represented. And so, fortunately, like I said, I, I love writing strong women. It, it comes very natural to me, you know. Um, and and so I, you know, I, I come up and I just have I have a lot of fun with them, you know, a lot of. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so that's that's how I got that. Well, thank you, Constance. Thank you for calling. It was a great question. Great question. That was um, another thing. When you develop your the storyline, do you start with the storyline, or does the, how do the characters and the storyline really pull together in the writing, the creative process? Well, this one, I, you know, I, I don't consider myself a an experienced enough writer to say mm-hmm. what you know that I have a specific style. I just I write what I feel. I write what I think is going to make a good story. I'll, I'll, I sometimes okay. write out of order. I write I, so I I haven't developed. I think it sometimes might drive certain people crazy because they're like, you know, don't you do an outline? Don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> and, and I start writing what I feel, you know. And I may be inspired from just a visual scene or from you know an emotional scene, and go from there. And then you know, keep going and then get to the back end of it and then, you know, come back and add some more stuff to it. So it's, you know, I I get there different ways. I can't tell you that I have a set way with this. I started with the story that I read, like I told you, and then I I started with the antagonist. I knew who my bad guy was before I knew who my good guy was were. So that was interesting because normally when I when I've written screenplays, it's always of course from the protagonist's point of view. Right and here, I started. Um, so I would say the first, you know, few pages, I, I knew the killer more than I knew the cops, and then I then I started coming up with these cool cops, and I was like, who do I want to, you know, and I started you know making up names, and I wanted like an interesting name. That's why you know I wanted a name that you had never heard before. That's why I came up with Fee. And how he right. got his name, and you know, and so then it just starts evolving from there. Okay. And you just then you start really having fun with it because then they start. It's like literally watching them, you know, be born, you know, and you just see them growing more and more and more. And now you oh wow, they're, now they're walking, now they're running, now they're jumping, now they're flying, you know. And before you know it, that character is fully breathing, fully living, and just you know, um, it, it's just completely come to life in front of your eyes. Wow! If I hadn't read it, I'd go read it again. <laughs> well, hey, you know, you, you know, you, so can, you can do that. that As a matter great. of fact, a lot of people, you know, uh, if people now, you know, as they're talking about reading it again, what the interesting thing about reading it again is, what you have to understand is the book is ultimately a modern day parable, and okay. so it works on two levels. It works as a straightforward thriller that has all of the suspense and, you know, um, great kills, great characters. But if you look at the book, there's another way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's very, there are a lot of metaphors. There are a lot of it, yeah. religious metaphors where what you think we're talking about or who someone is, is, is goes goes a little deeper. 
like for instance, perfect example is Elena's father. Right. That relationship <laughs> is not so much about the physical daughter father relationship as it is, as it is a metaphor for her relationship with God. Mm. So her relationship with her with her biological father mm-hmm. really represents her relationship with God, and that's why she has the issues that she has with her father. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when people go back and they re- they start picking out these little these little things and go, oh, that's what that meant, and you know right. what I mean? And so it's yeah, actually, yeah. So it's actually kind of cool. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take another caller. There, there, okay. There's so many people who are calling in. They wanted to. They want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, let's actually go ahead and you guys the nine five one. We're gonna go ahead and take. I think her name is Jasmine Nay. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> Good evening, Jasmine Nay. Hi. Good evening. This is Tiangelo with the Tiangelo Live on Books. How are you doing? I am doing fabulous. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. We're here with Eric. Say hello. Hi, Eric. How are you doing this evening? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How old are you? Excuse me? I'm How sorry. How old are you? How old are you? These are questions about the book. That was a random question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're I got a little wrapped laws. up in the, in the voices. Okay, well, yeah, we're talking about Laws of Depravity right oh, now in the book. Have you Have you read it? I did, actually, and um, I think, Eric, he kind of touched on my question a little bit. Um, I was just wondering, like, you know, the characters, Quincy and Fee and McLean, they all have, like, such complex backgrounds, and so I was just wondering, like, did you start developing with your story, like, the plot, or did you start with the characters? And I know you were just saying, like, you, you knew your antagonist before. Um, so did you start, like, with your your storyline? How did your storyline start, basically? Like, well, yeah, you... like I said, yeah, like I said earlier, once I wanted to explore the concept of someone, uh, a modern-day serial killer, killing, you know, duplicating the, the, the murders that were committed, you know, thousands of years ago, that's where I started there, and then each char- each individual character just started evolving. Like I knew I wanted to do two partners. I wanted I wanted to do that old school Miami Vice, um, you know, African American and 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 Caucasian partner. Like I I, I wanted that dynamic mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. so often, particularly in you know television and and stuff, you know, some some place as diverse as New York, it, you don't get that representation. And it's so weird to sometimes see a show or to read a book that represents New York, but they leave all the color out and they leave all of the diversity out and they leave all of the cross cultures out, you know. So I I knew I wanted that team. Macklin then evolved because I I thought, well, let me get another element here because she is tied into his past. She's tied into the fact Mm. that the serial killer has been killing for 30 years, and so right. to our to our heroes, it's a new crime. But I wanted to have a character that was connected to him for much longer. So that's how she came about. And then then it's just a matter of let's give them let's give them all some complications. They all, you know, they, these guys aren't perfect, and they're chasing this evil person, but they have to deal with their own demons. So now let's give them some, some things to deal with. So you know that's basically how each character evolved. I think that 
and that really, like I said, enriched the characters. It allowed you to kind of understand them better or feel more connected to them because some of it would, you know, be a part of your life. You're like, oh, I really, I really feel that because that happened to me or I knew someone that happened to. So I think it totally did allow you, the reader, myself especially, to connect with it. We have one more call on the line here we're going to take before we have to get Mr. LaSalle underway. Um, Kristen, welcome to Tiago Live One Books. Welcome. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. Good evening. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how, how are, are you? you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How are you, Eric? I'm fine. What's your name? Kristen. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I am great. Um, I was just wondering about, um, I know you did the movie Crazy as Hell, and that was, like, pretty dark. Where did you, I mean, I understand you read the article, but what really moved you to make such a, like, dark religious piece? And were you ever afraid, like, you were going to get any flack from any of the, like, religious communities? That's a great question. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, the, the thing about, first of all, you know, being an artist, you can't be afraid of offending people because I think art should offend mm. people. I think if you're going for if you're going for truth, it's going to offend some people. And so you can't be, you know, limited and shackled by, oh my God, let me play it safe. Mm-hmm. Um so I wanted I wanted to do a bold and interesting story. And I think if you read the papers and you see what's happening with so many clergy uh, corrupt and you know so a lot of the things that they're doing you go you know this is tame compared to <laughs> you know the the crimes that they're yeah. committing out there tame. so you know i mean i just i just wanted to do something that i felt i believed in um and and if you really look at it it's not an attack on any particular religion that's why i wanted to make sure all of the victims were um, multi-denominational, like so. It's not just it's not just the Catholic Church. It's not just you know Presbyterian. It's 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 across the board. Mm-hmm. And so we're not att- what we're attacking in the book is really um, the corruption of the individual corruption of spiritual leaders and every week if you you know you listen some somebody's doing something foul that and and, and supposedly represents the church so uh so that was uh you know that was something that was that was really really important to me and i just ended up uh you know i just went for it and yes it, it has offended some people <laughs> uh, you know um, but you know that's fine <laughs> you know yeah. um i i think that you know, and then I wanted to do a balance. I didn't want it to just be a dark story for the sake of being dark. It definitely is a dark subject matter, but um, I also um, wanted to make it a bit of a hybrid because usually in these type of books you don't have a love story and you don't have this the kind of love story that's in this. And if you really look at everything, is really spiritually based. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing. You have a thriller with a love story and... Um, a lot of spiritual references. So mm-hmm. the book itself is not your run-of-the-mill slasher thriller. It's got so many other things going on, and I think that that's why people are 
ultimately responding to it so favorably because there's a little bit of something for everyone. There's action, there's suspense, there's love, there's, you know, subjects of redemption, of, you know, uh, uh, spiritual accountability. There's so many different things that, as opposed to, okay, we have a killer, let's go catch the killer, the end. <laughs> you know, right. I didn't want to do something that simple. So that's where, um, you know, that's why it was so important that I – Structured it the way that I structured it, and that I and that you just go for it. You don't apologize for it. You just you go for it, and those that um, that will get it will get it and love it, and those that don't, that's fine. That's that's what you know. Everybody doesn't have to like it, you know. Um, but I've been surprised. I've been pleasantly surprised at the outpouring of you know uh, support and, and people that really just just love it and flip over and, and are addicted to it. And, you know, they, they, like they say, they can't, you know, they, they take it with them. they got to steal one or two chapters whenever they can. <laughs> one woman told me she right. was, like she she reads it at, she stops at stoplights and she'll grab it. And I'm like, that's kind of dangerous. But, you know, <laughs> that kind of obsession, you're like, you know, so I think I've tapped into something that readers have been hungry for. And uh, and that's that's who I'm targeting it for. That was definitely a conversation piece and thought provoking. Thank you, Kristen, for that great question. Thank, Thank you, Kristen. Oh, you're yeah, welcome. That was, really, that was really, really a good question. And um, and for you guys that have you know have read it and responded to it, like I said, I do encourage you to go to Amazon and um, you can read the reviews that are posted there. They're amazing. They're like love letters. And uh, post your own reviews. I mean, this is how we this is how we build momentum. This is how. Um, you know, people that are unsure, they go and they see, you know, all these five-star reviews, and it creates a, a curiosity, you know. Right. And and I think this, I think that a product should speak for itself, and uh, and I, I I like this 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 book does speak for itself. You can also go to uh, the website, which is lawsofdepravity.com, and this is a treat that I want to give to your listeners and okay. people that have read it. This is a, a, a treat. If you go to the website, lawsofdepravity.com, you can actually get a free short prequel download hmm. that is 20 pages. It's a, it's, a, it's a cool short story, but it's actually what happens before Laws of Depravity starts, and it's called Laws of Innocence. And so you'll get to, for those of you that have finished the book and, 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 and you know, found that world interesting, you get to go back into this world and see things just before the book has kicked off. So, we, you know, we give that away for free. Um, you, you know, tell your friends to go there. We give away the first two chapters. They can read the first two chapters for free because I'm, you know, I'm convinced that when people read just the prologue in the first chapter, they get right. hooked right away. And so, yeah. like I said, I like using the book to sell itself as opposed to me just, you know, raving about it. I, I, I think other people have said some amazing things about it and continue to. And so I encourage you guys that have that have read it, I encourage you guys to go to Amazon, to go to um, – there's also a great site, Goodreads. Um, that's a great book club. Um, it's, it's free to join, and you, it, they have like nine million members. And it's a, for, for serious readers, that's a great site. But you can post reviews on both of those. But that is what gets a book like this out there, and it is growing in momentum. But this mm -hmm. is the kind of grassroots thing that really helps it to 
um, you know, pick up even more momentum. So you guys have a lot of power, um, you know, for having alternative reading instead of it just being a specific, you know, urban lit. Like that's that's what everyone is doing now, you know. But you, right, there's What's trending. You know, we, we like to read. We like to read a lot of different things. So you know, this is how you support those different voices by going and, you know, posting reviews, telling your friends and say, hey, go to a site. If you don't believe me, before you even buy the book, go to the site, read two chapters for free. If you don't, if you don't respond to it, okay, <laughs> you know. Um, right. But, but I think you will. So, uh, so like I said, it's lawsofdepravity.com, and then um, go to Amazon and, you know, and Goodreads and, and, and post reviews. That's awesome. Now, and then you touched on the prequel, and to my understanding, this is going to be a trilogy. So this is, this kind is of a like trilogy, and literally beginning. today I finished the second novel. I was going to ask you, have you even started it yet? But you've yeah, done. I literally just, <laughs> I just, I haven't even, I haven't even read it. It's so, it's so new. I, I finished it this afternoon, and I just, uh, I had to go to a bookstore because they uh, wanted more books. So I. Finished it. I went to the books. So I just put it down. I'll start reading it this weekend. But <laughs> it, the second book is done, and that's going to be called awesome. Laws of Wrath. So they will all be called the Laws of Something. So you have the prequel, which is Laws of Innocence. You have the first book, which is Laws of Depravity. The second book, which is Laws of Wrath. The third book will be called Laws of Affliction. So that's the franchise. And, of course, the goal turned us into a book franchise that then turns into a movie franchise. So, so you, um, the map is being laid. The map has been laid out. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that is awesome. Eric, we're going to have to have you back again. So once part, once laws of, we got laws of innocence, once laws of affliction come out. No, laws of wrath, laws of wrath is the next one. Well, laws of wrath. Okay, so right. once laws of wrath hits, we'll have to have you back because I'm already checking for it. I'm already I'm going to have to go ahead and order my my um, pre-order now and get it going. But you guys, definitely check out Laws of Depravity by Eric LaSalle. You can go to TangeloLive.com and right there purchase your book. Well, Eric, we want to definitely thank you so much for coming out this evening. It was great having you. Oh, thank you, brother. I really I really appreciate it. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Your show, your show is great, and I love the fact that you – Attract readers, you know. This is, <laughs> it's, it's rare, you know, and like all of your people who have read the book and they called in, they have these, they have great questions. We have some really good questions. These are some of the best questions um, that I've, you know, that people have called in on or out of all of the radio shows that I've done. So, um, you know, I thank you for that. And uh, like thank I said, you know, I, I enjoy enjoy the reads. Uh, uh, you know, leave the posts and and, and and like I said, enjoy the little present of of. Uh, Laws of Innocence. It's a really good short story, and when you read it, you're going to be like, "That's why." That <laughs> you know, it's, and, I, no, and it's I'm really that person too. I love that behind the scenes. I love the behind the scenes. Like, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. Right. So I'm there. I'm yeah. there. Oh yeah. So so, so let your let your readers, uh, your listeners know that they can go and get a get a free story. It's a free download, and it's a, we also have a cool book trailer on the website. So once they're I on the saw website, that actually, and your, the the designer of that, she chatted with me I think on Twitter a couple times. Yeah. Okay, Mickey. Was, yeah, Mickey. Mickey is she is great. She, she yeah put that thing together and surprised me. Uh, she's coming out with a documentary, and she interviewed me for the documentary, and we struck up a really cool. Friendship and uh, and she the next time I saw her she was in town she said I have something to show you and she put together this trailer and this trailer is so cool <laughs> you know right 
Yeah. It was, yeah. And, after, and I had saw the trailer before I had got the book, and so I was like, it kind of irritated me. I'm like, well, dang it, what, what, what did she say? You, it just it created a bunch of questions. It just created so many questions. I'm like, okay, I have to start this immediately. Someone find Kyle and get me the book so I can get started on the read. Well, that's the, <laughs> you know, that's the whole point. That's that's a sign of a good trailer. And, and she actually she she makes trailers for other readers. So um, you guys can go like if you go on YouTube and just put in Laws of Depravity, the official trailer. Um, you can contact her because uh, she literally this is what she does. You know, she she makes trailers and uh, and she she did this one and it was great and people are definitely responding to it. So for any of your listeners that are authors and they want that little extra hit that's going to help get their book out there even more, I do strongly suggest it and I you know I suggest contacting her and um, and you know just. Yeah, if you know, you can hear yeah, her on no, Twitter. I agree. Yeah, I'm, she and, and got just, to me. Oh. She sent me the website address. I mean, the, her website. I'm in the process of reviewing that, and yeah, she she definitely has. She definitely supports you. She retweeted for us. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, she, she's she's you know, she's a good sister. So uh, you know, so and she 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 does great work. So yeah, so you know, get get the word out on her. Well, definitely. Well, thank you again so much, Eric, for coming out. We truly enjoyed having you, and we look forward to doing this again soon. Absolutely, brother. All right, take care. You too. All right, you guys, we are definitely finished up talking with Eric LaSalle for the title, Laws of Depravity. You want to go ahead and go to TensoLive.com and order your copy today. You guys, hang on. We'll be right back. Tiangelo Live Point Book. And I'm your host, T'Angelo. The next best thing to reading is talking about it. T'AngeloLive.com Celebrity book authors. Self-help. Celebrity tell-all. Memoir. Celebrity biography. Sports figures. T'Angelo Live, one book. What's going on? This is your boy, T'Angelo, and you are chilling at the kicking spot. And I'm 
your boy, T'Angelo. Hey, you guys, what's going on? We had just slid out of T'Angelo Live on Books, and what an amazing trip it was. Um, like I said, definitely go by and check out um, Laws of the Prady on T'AngeloLive.com, or you can also go to LawsOfThePrady.com and check out the prequel. I know I'll have to. Um, this is one situation where you have to read a book for work and liked it. Weird. Um, and he also said something. He talked about the lady who was driving her car and reading the book while driving. Guilty. <laughs> I wonder if that's worse than texting. <laughs> no, don't think me strange. You you have to steal moments of time. My schedule's books. I'm, what can I say? Speaking of which, are we going to rehearsal tomorrow? I have dance rehearsal. Okay, we'll be dancing. Anyhow. <laughs> Well, you guys, let me first start off by saying um, thank you again, Eversal, for coming by. And then to all the callers, I want to, you guys, I'm elated. You guys definitely supported me and um, supported the, the literature, and that was great. Uh, um, Kristen, that was an amazing question. I couldn't have written that myself. I, I need y'all help because that was awesome. Um, okay, so uh, other than that, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. Uh, that was great. I, I can't top that. Can you? No? Veronica? Oh, see, Veronica, you guys, remember I asked for some water earlier? She sold it and bring it to me as I'm watching her guzzle down her own glass of water. It looks really good and tasty over there. I'm the one talking. Oh, I'm on air steer? I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, again, thank you to the callers, and thank you again, Eric LaSalle. You guys, next week we'll be talking to Marla Martinson, Beverly Hills matchmaker. So you know I love to give my um, advice on relationships. Well, we're going to bring in a relationship guru who's going to help us find out what it takes to find that match. You know, is my one of her books entitled, Excuse Me, Your Soulmate is Waiting. So we're definitely going to find out where this soulmate is and make sure we find each other because I don't want you waiting any longer if we're meant to be together. You know what I'm saying? Um, you guys, Twitter, Facebook, we're definitely posting all the interviews. Um, you want to stay tuned. Uh, the week thereafter, I mentioned we have call, call, excuse me, Claudia Christian coming to the show. And also, we're already lining up for January, you guys. And so um, I'm not supposed to say much. I'm not supposed to say much. <sighs> okay. I'll have to wait. I'll have to wait. They won't let me say it. Sorry. <laughs> but I will say this. Just one little side note, you guys. Come 2013, um, Tangio Live on Books as well as the Kicker Spot. We'll be moving our show to another time. We'll be Thursday nights from 8 until 9. We'll be moving down an hour. So please just come January, shift, you know, your schedule a bit because the show will be from 8 to 9 or, you know, 9.30 or whatever. Okay, we'll blitter the evening so we can really get comfortable because coming in from work to the radio is a little difficult maybe. Well, it's not maybe that. It's just I want to get closer to a cocktail hour, and I think happy hour is a little bit later. So anyhow, <laughs> nobody asked you if I drank or not. Um, other than that, you guys, this has been great. Um, I think that's it. Oh, the toy drive. Thank you, thank you. Um, the book and toy drive. I um, They have posted on the Facebook about the book and toy drive for our wounded warriors and American heroes. So please do go and support us in our endeavors to donate and give back. This is a season for giving and um, just really cherishing your blessings and what you have been fortunate to have because I understand that everyone is not quite as fortunate. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, you guys. If there's nothing else for us to take care of, all the business is done. Awesome. Until next time, you guys, remember to live life to the fullest. I'm your host, T'Angelo, and I'm gone. You have a good night, you guys. 
this your boy, welcome to the kicking spot. This your boy, this your boy, I'm your host, T'Angelo. T'Angelo. Why did I have a visual? I was partying to the break of dawn. How did I know who recorded the video? T'Angelo. OMG. It's kind of bratty. So, no. Okay, have a better word. Apparently, I'm eager to when I talk about myself all the time. Go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kicker Spot. I'm your host, T'Angelo.